Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Basically Blind. I'm your host, Avery. This is a podcast where I share my experience living with vision loss, and we also talk about topics around diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. Last week's podcast, I talked about when you're faced with a decision on whether or not you should quit something. And um, I am recording this fresh from officially quitting the uh, group that I was talking about last week. And um, the amount of nerves that I have felt the past week, like my stomach has been in complete knots. My digestive system is a complete mess right now. And I was so nervous, but it did go well. Um, It was a very respectful conversation. I made sure to have it over Zoom and not just to send an email. And um, But I will say there were things that were said during that that just, I know I made the right choice. Like I just, the 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 leader and I were not going to be on the same page with stuff. So, and to prove that the person that I spoke with and ended things with is not Cam, I've invited him to the pod. Cam, welcome. Hey. How do you feel about the fact that I've actually quit something because you know I'm terrible at doing that? <laughs> I feel great. I feel like you always have a ton of stuff going on. And I I don't operate like that at all. I want to have <laughs> the opposite, the least amount of things to do. I mean, you have Battlefield. You have your squad that you have to answer to. <laughs> not not really. It's truth. So you you live a life of leisure. Yeah, that's the life I want. <laughs> I know. I'm not critiquing. I'm just saying, and yes. I'm the type of person that I have to be busy. Like if I'm not busy, everything falls apart. You've seen it firsthand. You if can I'm be not... busy doing leisure stuff. Trust me. <laughs> At least I can. Well, since downloading the Libby app, I would agree. I've been very much into reading. I actually took a break from it after finishing five books in one week. <laughs> yeah. Um, that I, I have to jump in and read a book for one of my many book clubs. I just keep joining book clubs. That's so, a good use of time. Yeah. 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 You know, learning, growing, which that's actually, I didn't mean to do that, but that's an excellent transition. So I mentioned last week that Cam and I went to beautiful Bellingham Beeham in Washington. So that's, it's north of Seattle and just south of Vancouver, BC. And Cam went to college there. So he knows all about that area. And Cameron, you planned quite the romantic getaway. Thank you. Did you want me to describe I don't, it? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just was like, I was going to, I'm trying to allow you to have space on the mic because Lord knows I can talk for an hour at a time. I've done it multiple times on this podcast, talking alone in a room into a mic. I I gotta say, like being an only child was excellent training for doing a podcast. <laughs> yes, yeah. Now you have a microphone to talk to instead of uh, stuffed animals. You remembered my stories about talking to my stuffies. That's <laughs> that's sweet. Um, but yeah, we had a really great time. We're both 
fans of the raw oyster, which is apparently a, quite a polarizing topic. Oh, it, it makes sense. They look gross. <laughs> they taste so good. I didn't eat them for a majority of my life. I don't think I had my first oyster till I was 25 because my mom always described them as snot. Mm. And that doesn't sound appetizing at all, but it's not, it's not like snot at all. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's fleshy. Like, I don't, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's tasty. Yeah. They're just like, you know, like any shellfish, right? It's just, just bigger. Yeah. It's, it's chewy and tender and salty. Like, I feel like salty and briny is the taste that you get more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and we took them down three dozen oysters in like 10 minutes. <laughs> I could have had another three. Yeah. I never fill up on oysters. They're not, That's something they're not super filling. I, I just am terrified for the day and the way that I like to eat oysters where it's literally by the truckload. One of these days I will get food poisoning from a bad oyster. It's inevitable. <laughs> like... My my friend Zelaney, she was on a work trip and had a bad oyster and like had she ended up having to like fly home and go to urgent care because she was so sick that she w- needed to be professionally hydrated. Wow. <laughs> Just feels inevitable. Yeah. I know. I've heard that oysters are the worst food poisoning you can possibly get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Taylor shellfish is where we went and they're known for super high quality. So if we stick to them, I feel like we'll be all right. When we go to the place we go to. So in Seattle, there's actual restaurants that are Taylor shellfish, but we go to the actual farm and eat them there. So they're as fresh as can be. Although I was just truly astonished by the lady that was sitting near us talking to who I'm guessing was her son or son-in-law. And we're just like, I wonder where they get all these oysters from. I'm like, you're at an oyster farm. What do you mean you wonder where they come from? <laughs> right. Didn't she keep, keep going on like, oh, I wonder where they, do they fly him in? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And the, the person she was talking to was like, no, that it's from here. They're here. And I just was sitting there just shaking my head. I, I, I didn't know what to do. We're but. just so disconnected from our our food source. We can't even comprehend <laughs> that you could just take the, take the oysters right out from the bay here and just, just go down. down in oyster bay. Yeah. I, I mean, I eat from my local food source a lot. We go to the produce stand. We used to do the CSA, but we just got too many things that we were like, what is this? I don't want to eat it. <laughs> to be fair, we would eat it once, but we would keep getting it. And we're like, I, I yeah, I don't like this. It's really bitter. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a lot of that, I just don't know how to cook or make it taste good. <laughs> we did learn how to get pretty um, resourceful with large amounts of oregano, but now I, like, never want to eat oregano again after the amount of oregano pe- pesto we had to make. Yeah, same. It was enough it for was a lifetime. very overpowering. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I thought that for this podcast, because one of the most powerful tools for teaching people and learning in life, especially when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion is sharing stories and learning from each other. And so I thought in tribute to us being together now, cause we started, we started dating 
very close to the exact same time that we got married. We officially became boyfriend, girlfriend. I'm going to quiz you. Do you remember what date we officially became exclusive, Cameron? I think it was a couple days ago, if not yesterday. So like... It was. It was the 19th. Yeah. Good job. I'm so impressed by that. And then we got married on April 16th. And so we have been together exactly eight years now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yikes. <laughs> that makes you feel old. But I feel like we've both learned a lot from each other. So I wanted to open that up as like a tribute to us. The way I said that sounded <laughs> so awful. But us. <laughs> it just, it felt so corny to be like a tribute to us. And, but then it came out sounding like I absolutely disdain you, and I don't. <laughs> That's good. Love you. <laughs> what have you learned from me, Cam? Oh. And this can be like small things. This can be like big life lessons. I don't know if you've really learned any big life lessons from me. I'm trying to think of something around, like you do so many volunteer things. And... Like, I don't really. I mean, I've tri- I tried. I yeah. tried to do Big Brothers, um, and that failed twice. I mean, I in- got dumped once, and then the yeah. pandemic screwed up the other one. I feel like the second one, if there hadn't been the pandemic, it would have gone better. Yeah, I think so. He was engaged. Like, he liked hanging out with you. I think you brought George one time, our dog, and he was really into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I I guess I've just learned that. Not sure what I've learned around that. I, I guess it's more of just like, kudos to you. <laughs> Good job <laughs> that you're doing that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just not as good of a person is what I've learned because <laughs> I can do work. I can do you know, household chores. But after that, I'm, I'm tired <laughs> and I just don't have the energy to, to volunteer. So. So to quote Alexis Rose from Schitt's Creek, I love that for you, but mm, mm-hmm. is that how you feel? Yeah. <laughs> love that journey for you, but no, thank you. <laughs> and I like the idea of it. I just haven't found the right thing. So if, if something comes along, I would be into, to volunteering. In an organization. Well, I guess you can look good by proxy because yeah. of all the stuff I do. Yeah, there you go. That's the absolute best case scenario. You can still make your TikToks about playing music and being on Battlefield and doing your leisurely reading. And then I can go out there and want to rip my hair out out of frustration and you still look good standing next to me. Yeah, I mean, one less organization now, so you got you got tons of free time. <laughs> well, here's hoping I get a full-time job soon that I've been interviewing with, so mm-hmm. we'll see. But not talking too much on that yet. It's too premature. Yeah. So um, I'd say I feel like you've just taught me to calm the F down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like you've you've modeled for me the idea of is this really worth it? 
And I, I feel that way with when we get into disagreements because we really don't argue. Really ever. Have we ever argued? Um, not extensively. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely like, you know, a little bit of normal bickering and, and arguing back and forth. But I think one of us will just be like, this isn't worth it. And we'll just, you know, drop it. And I mean, I know it can be a real, a real bitch every once in a while, but I'm the first one to own up to it. And I'll come up to you either in the same day or I feel like a day later and be like, hey, I was a jerk. Sorry. <laughs> I'll work on it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're never having to be the one. It's I always think of uh, the fight between um, Chris Pratt and Anne Hathaway in Bride Wars when he's just like, I wouldn't say that you're you're being bitchy right now. But it's right around in that neighborhood. And she's like, what? And he goes, I didn't say you were being bitchy. <laughs> You're getting close. <laughs> well, like, oh, I feel like that movie is really underrated. I love it. I didn't even know Chris Pratt was in it. I guess that means that we're going to have to rewatch it. Mm, yay. Yay. <laughs> it's such a good cast. It's such a good movie. Um, but yeah, I think you've taught me to just kind of calm down and to really like ask myself the questions when I'm getting worked up of just, is this worth it? And you're always the one too, that when I'm getting really frustrated, you're kind of like, Avery, enjoy life. Don't you're, you're so stressed right now. And I'd have to be like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. And asking myself questions, um, the, I can't remember what books I've read it in, but the whole idea of, is this even going to upset me like three days from now, let alone a month? Right. Because there's something every day that can make you want to rip your hair out if you really focus on it. So yeah. might as well not <laughs> because there's going to be something tomorrow to take its place. And I have really nice hair. It's <laughs> really a shame to rip it out. Yeah. Pay a pretty penny for it. It's very expensive to look this naturally beautiful, Cameron. Yeah. What's What's your next lesson? Um, I guess it, it would be around that I don't always need to try to f- like give suggestions on how to fix something if you're having a problem that just listening and letting you vent is is like the is the default. Yeah, I just need a therapist. <laughs> I mean, I have one of those, but it'd be too expensive to have therapy every single day, so you have to fill the void. Yeah. Of oh course. my gosh. I didn't tell her I was quitting that group at all. She's going to be really proud of me. Yeah, I'm I can't sure wait. we talked about it plenty. I can't wait to tell her. She's been like being like are you sure you want to keep doing this? And I'm like, I gave my word. Yeah. Too bad. Like, I I mean, I was like starting to get physically sick over it. So uh, time, time to say goodbye. Um, I can think of something that I taught you. Yeah. Um, I taught you the proper way to have a vacation. (laughs) 
Because when we started going on vacations, you're like, let's go on a hike. Let's do this. Let's do this. I'm like, um, let's sit on this beach. Let's get a massage. Have you ever had a facial before? It's lovely. And you're totally into that stuff now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty um, lazy now, <laughs> especially on vacation. And it's good. I appreciate it. I've taught you. It's more fun. I've taught you the art of self care. I've also taught you about skincare. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's a that's a big one. And as you know, this when you get into your thirties, you really got to get into the 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 skincare, the face especially. And I didn't do anything, like zero. (laughs) You know, didn't no cleanser, no moisturizing. So now I got all the things. I so many things and you know i i feel like i'm as close to an esthetician as you can get without actually going through the certification program because i'll like go up to you and i'll like feel your face and i'll be like "Mm, you need to exfoliate use this product yeah like i give you a customized skin treatment anytime you ask for it Mm -hmm. no it's been needed my you, skin was very dry. Oh my god. Flaky. Yeah, I don't think you realized you had dry skin. No, I don't think any guy knows. And then I was like, <laughs> I feel like you need an extremely moisturizing uh lotion for your face and then I started giving you what I use and your skin is so much better now. Yeah, so much better. It feels good. I don't get all itchy, you know. Yeah, the there's this one serum that I use from Crave Beauty called Great Barrier Relief, and I feel like that might be the next thing I introduce to you. Yeah. It really helps to like seal in the moisture and prepare and uh, repair your moisture barrier. And I got an email from them, and their email marketing, they they did a great job. They got me. They're like, "Do you love the Great Barrier Relief?" And I'm like, "Yes." And they're like, "You'd love Great." barrier body relief and i'm like oh my gosh there's a body lotion now and so i'm gonna have to get that i think i'm gonna get one for your mom too because i know that like she's had some rashes yeah I sounds think that'd good be good for her I, my legs get dry and itchy yeah no they definitely do so i'm very excited to try that out but do you use my lotion that i have i don't think you do Mm-mm, no it's really milky, so it just like really soaks in. Mm. And so it's nice. Like, I don't know. I'm very, very supple. <laughs> just like completely smear <laughs> goo all over my entire body. Yes. So tender. So, ew, come on. We don't need to gross people out. What? Your skin's tender. What's wrong with that? I don't that? know. It just sounded really gross. Like, it's just a word, just like moist. Don't. It's just a word. No one it's likes okay. it. No one likes it. No one likes it. Um, let me think. Something that you've taught me. Um, I think that you've taught me that you can just do things because you like them. Period. End of story. Like you just do your music for you. Whereas like I do all of these hobbies and like these volunteer things where it's like look, I'm making the world a better place. But like for me, like I really just read for me now and I, I feel like I'm able to appreciate it a lot more. 
And I, I do need to find a hobby that is just for getting into the flow state. Because I feel like that's mm. how music is for you. But I don't really have that. Like the closest I get is Wordle. But it's so fleeting. You <laughs> you solve the word and then it's done. There's Wordle Unlimited, but it's just not the same. You were into Sudoku. Sudoku? Sudoku? Yeah. yeah. You were into that for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But I started getting really competitive with myself. And then I would get mad when I didn't beat my top score for like how quickly I did it. And so I had to take a break because I was defeating the purpose of just doing it for enjoying it. Because it times you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a work in progress, Cameron. Yeah. You've helped me relax, but it doesn't mean that I'm good at it yet. It's a lifetime skill. You got to learn. What else have you learned from me? This is hard because, uh, you know, we just see each other every single day and, you know, just the eight years just kind of meld together (laughs) in a a large sense. So it's hard to like think about what I've necessarily like learned from you, you know? And you've learned a lot about disability advocacy and DE&I in general. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I didn't know anything (laughs) about those two topics. And now I feel like I have a a good working knowledge. So that's a good one. You're welcome. Yeah. That makes you like a really knowledgeable person. Like when you're, you're in a discussion about stuff that that's a real value add right there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's, white straight guys we uh we have the most work to do so (laughs) it's the it's the least i can do yeah i mean we still getting a little tiffs every once in a while when you do things that just don't make sense like last night when i was looking for the blanket and it was behind me and i couldn't see it and you just giggled at me (laughs) you didn't point it out you just giggled and you just kept laughing until I found it. And I told you, if people had like, if we were able to like film all these things and just splice them together, you would not look great. That's how villains are created on The Bachelor right there. That's true. I could get a bad edit. Yeah. But you also do a lot of really good things. Like you make me really good food so I don't have to like accidentally burn myself in the kitchen or slice my hand off. Yeah. We don't want that. So, um, I'm trying to think what else have you taught me? Um, I mean, I'd say in general, like you, you made it. So I actually thought that there were good guys to date in the world because, uh, wasn't batting quite great at that point. I'd had some pretty traumatizing relationships prior to you. Mm-hmm. And I think you taught me that if it is the right person, it's not hard. It's not easy either. You have to put work in, but it shouldn't feel like an absolute struggle every single day. You shouldn't feel like you are working to keep that person in your life. And I definitely felt like that in previous relationships. Yeah, no, me too. Me too. Is yeah, with with you and me, it was just... It just kind of made sense, I guess, 
it wasn't like yeah a constant daily struggle just to like <laughs> exist together like it could be oh it was like kind of weird when we got together i i never had the totally obsessed with you stage i feel like i could get very infatuated with people and that just seems to set the stage for a very unhealthy dynamic and that never happened and we were just like kind of always just at a good place we always liked being around one another but it was also oh i'm not seeing you tonight okay bye yeah, it was it was healthy from the start. It wasn't like these huge ups and huge downs. It was a just nice, steady, pretty high, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, that's the type of person you should marry. <laughs> it, I mean, it feels like it worked for us. So that's, yeah, I'd recommend it. And when we went on our first date, I wasn't sitting there like, oh, my gosh, this is it. This is the man I'm going to marry. I was like, I'm intrigued. Yeah, which that feels <laughs> way more normal, you know? I mean, that's great if you if you both meet each other and like, I want to marry this person. But it's usually like one person is like really into the other person. I mean, and the other person's like, mm, you know. That's why people before the age of 25 are great for shows like The Bachelor. Oh, yeah. Because the, the, it's still that, oh my gosh, I'm so obsessed with you type mentality, like absolutely in love. And I, I mean, I've told you, like, if you die, I don't think I'm dating. I think I'm done. Like, that was fun. Yeah. Maybe just get like one of my single friends and just like be roommates. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. I, I, I just... We had a good run. I have absolutely no desire to put myself back out there and 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 deal with the bullshittery that exists in the dating landscape now. Yeah. I, I've seen the TikToks. I know what's going on. I want no part of it. <laughs> you definitely hear the horror stories. Um, I don't know. I haven't been on a dating app for a very long time, but they sound like they've really, really gone downhill. I mean, the funny thing is, is that we were both on match at the same time. And I'm 98% sure that your profile got fed to me. I mean, you think it would, you know, we're like the same age. I think you winked at me or something. Yeah. And I looked at your profile and I saw like there were pictures of you with your guitar. Mm -hmm. And I saw that and I was like, oh, he's a musician. He's probably sensitive. <laughs> I would just chew him up and spit him back out. Like that would not work. <laughs> and I was like, next. <laughs> but then I met you organically. Yeah. It, it all, you know, it, it took its time. I am my own worst enemy though, because I, we had a mutual friend and he had told me early on, he was like, oh yeah, Cam's a player. And I, I had, I think he thought that would be a turnoff for me. And that really backfired because I'm a self saboteur. And I was like, Ooh, a player. Can I fix him? <laughs> like, that was like my attitude. And then we started dating and I was like, Oh, I got tricked. He's <laughs> a nice guy that just dates people. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> Oops. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I would date around like anybody would in their mid-20s, so <laughs> it's pretty normal, I think. 
I mean, yeah, I dated around. Girls got to eat. I made no money back then. <laughs> Get those free meals. That's how I got my free meal. I loved going to Maggiano's in, in Bellevue at, at the, uh, I think it's Lincoln Center that that's in, or Lincoln Square, one of one of the two. I can't remember what it's called, but across from Bell Square. And um, they have a menu that if you order one entree from it, you get another one that you can select to be packaged up to go home. And I got so excited and I was so excited. About, like my date's like, do you want mine too? And I was like, yes. <laughs> my roommates were stoked when I went on date night at Maggiano's. They knew I was coming home with extra cheese raviolis. <laughs> Ooh, that is, that's pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. Got handed to you. Yeah. <laughs> got to make it work. Um, I was thinking, I, I thought of something that you taught me and it totally flew away like a little butterfly. Oh, you, you got me on TikTok. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, though. <laughs> it was going to happen. I don't really do anything when it comes to content. I keep saying I'm going to, but I really don't. <sighs> but the, just the consumption, it's so good. Yeah, it's a, it's a gift and a curse, I will say. But yeah, I introduced you to TikTok, that's for sure. I've also introduced you to some good, uh, good music, I feel like. This is true. You keep me current because if it weren't for you, I would just be in my corner listening to Buble and Grobin and Selena Gomez. Like that, that would be the rotation. Maybe some Haley Steinfeld too. <laughs> yeah. But that, that would be about it. But no, yeah, you've made me, you've made me cool with that. Um, I've taught you the enjoyment of trashy dating shows. Hmm. Very true. Reintroduce me to Bachelor. <laughs> That's kind of your, my your version of TikTok, almost <laughs> something that just consumes a lot of time. Yeah, I think that we've nailed it when it comes to Bachelor, though. See, with TikTok, I follow enough. Like, actually, I don't even follow the accounts. They just feed it because I watch them enough, so they keep feeding them to me. I watch enough accounts that will summarize everything that happens in The Bachelor that I don't need to watch most of the season until you get down to, like, final three people. And that's all I need to watch. And this last season was just ridiculous. And that's all we watched, and that's mm -hmm. all I needed to watch. Yeah, I feel like you could... We, we could add on, like, the first episode, maybe, because a lot of funny stuff happens in that episode, but, like, just cut out, like, the middle part. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just ended up being such a time suck. I was getting really angry at the ba Bachelor franchise for not respecting my time. <laughs> I was like, this is rude. Yeah. I think we're not alone, though. I think a lot of people are like, this is just so much time to devote to this stupid show. Yeah, it's why, I mean, we just watched Ultimatum. That was, that was a ride. Yeah, I'd rather watch the Netflix uh, reality shows. <laughs> the production value is so much better. <laughs> And it's it's just like uh, there. There's interesting twists. Yeah, they get more like real life stuff out of out of people on like Too Hot to Handle and the Ultimatum and the Circle. If I were to go on any dating show, I'd want to be on like Too Hot to Handle because they actually try to make you a better person. Mm -hmm. And I'm into that. Yeah. We should probably wrap up. Is there anything else that you can think of? Any low hanging fruit? There's probably going to be something that comes to mind right after we end this. So, no. I changed your diet, actually. Oh, yeah. Because you eat a 
lot less meat now. That's true. We and were... now I'm coming back on board, but I still do not eat a lot. Or in fact, I had a little bit of steak for the first time and I've been paying for that. <laughs> Body was not ready yet. The enzymes were not there. Well, you you also had many drinks and you hadn't drank for the week or two weeks week or two. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, minimizing sugar. Yeah. There was a lot of things. <laughs> and I was really, I've been really stressed about resigning from that org too. Yeah. It was a, a lot of variables there. So yeah. we'll see what happens but going forward. What are you, what are you looking forward to in the next year? Um, probably our air conditioner getting installed. Oh, we're such adults. I did handle that beautifully today. And I ordered us some air filters because the uh, the guy who gave us the appraisal, he's like, yeah, let me look at your air filters. And he like pulls it out and he's like, yikes, uh, you realize you're supposed to like switch these every three to six months, right? And this has been in here for two years. I was like, oh. Yeah, that got switched when we bought the place. We That was one thing we told them to. Oh, did so, it? Yeah. That was when it was updated. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I ordered some new ones. So hopefully that'll help your, your allergies. Yeah. So, well, Cameron, thanks for being on the pod. I'm looking forward to, I don't know, just enjoying our home bodiness more <laughs> in the next year, but also... Um, you have taught me to trust other people when it comes to planning vacations. And so maybe we'll have some more little weekend getaways because you've won me over this past weekend was glorious. Good. I, I like them too. I, I, I don't need to like fly somewhere to go on a vacation. Oh, flying, flying is low key the worst. Although I'm really happy that we don't have to like Benjamin Franklin it. And like get on a boat and travel to England for three months. <laughs> In order to travel is what yeah. you're talking about, like he did? Yeah. If, if he was going back to England, he'd be on the boat for three months. That's how long it took. Yeah. And you know that ride is not a smooth oh one. Oh my God. If there's a storm. Ugh. Or just the seasickness you're bound to get rocking back and forth on. It just, it sounds awful. Awful. The only boat I want to go on is like a cruise and that's only every few years. Yeah. You're probably good every 10. Yeah. 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 So, well, Cam, thanks so much for coming on the pod and sharing your perspectives and, um, we'll have you back for sure. (laughs) Okay. Right. Thank you so much to everyone who listened to this episode. If you haven't already, please make sure that you have subscribed to the podcast and whatever platform you prefer listening to it on rate and review the podcast. One of the easiest ways to help other people discover it. We have social media. We have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram at basically blind pod. And of course I'll see you next time. Bye.